0: Hello everybody, this is Sasha. Welcome to my podcast and today I have a very special guest. Uh, Let's welcome Jerry Suter who is a love and relationships coach. Welcome, thank you for coming and joining us today.
1: Hi Sasha, thank you so much for having me on. So one
0: topic that um, is so important and that people constantly ask about is how to get the person that you want, how to date, how to be uh, out there for to find love. That That's like a craving, a universal craving that we all have, yeah. how to find love and how to find or attract the right person. And yeah. so we were having a conversation about this um, last time that we met. And one topic that was so important was how to do it from within how to start within right
1: yes yeah that's right I think what I've seen happen from my own experience on my personal journey and with the clients that I work with is that often we're looking for a quick fix so something outside of us that can just get us the results that we want immediately So what I see a lot is things like, and I've used these in the past myself as well. So it's things like, you know, like text templates or like strategies to get him to commit to you or how to get him to fall in love with you in 10 days. And I tried all of those strategies myself and it just didn't work because what I realized is that what I needed to do was the inner work on myself and that I needed to really look at what kind of space i was dating from the beliefs i was holding about dating relationships and men and just really yeah go deep inside and look at myself first before going externally
0: totally and i think it's so important to constantly turn the tables when it comes to relationships and yeah. to figure how we would feel if a man got our attention through a template, through a strategy, like uh, because there are men that do that Mm -hmm. and we feel cheated on, we feel abused, we feel manipulated. So Yes,
1: exactly. Why would we do that? Yes. And I've been on the receiving end of those texts and those messages and it just made me feel so icky. And it was like I was craving authentic communication but I wasn't able to give that myself or I wasn't able to show up for that myself. So yeah, absolutely working on like the partner that you want to be as well. And how do you want to show up and what are your values and what are the things that are important to you? That's so
0: important. Just today I was, um, I was watching a sketch on YouTube Mm-hmm. from a, a comedian that i a comedian comedian that i really like very much and she was uh, it was about i am done with men like i hate men and and then um she has this sketch in which she speaks with her mirror it's so mm-hmm. smart so uh, there came the image in her in the mirror and told her hey What's going on? Why are you done with men? And she went like, "Oh, because they are like this and that, and they are not committed, and they are not honest, and they are not uh, they, they they give mixed messages." Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah," and you always do the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, "Well, well, not really, but so the the sketch went on about that, and, mm-hmm. and I found that so fascinating because." that's pretty much the message we are trying to convey like how to first be the person that you want to to date pretty much
1: yeah absolutely and I love that that analogy and that sketch so much because it's like coming from a space of it's funny because recently I did some market research and I did a poll and I was asking I was asking women you know what is the thing that you struggle with the most in love and relationships and dating and I think like 99% of the women said it's you know men there's no nice guys out there like it's and it was all oh, always like the dating apps you know, I don't like using the apps, or so like it was all like externalized, and I think it was just that kind of like at the end of the day, you can't control what other people are doing or how the apps are working or what the dating scene is like right now, but you can control what is or not control but like work on and nourish what is going on within yourself and act from that space and then it does reflect differently and this is why I was talking about and what I've spoken about before with the strategies as well when I was using those the men that I was attracting they were like you're saying they were manipulative and they were not emotionally available they didn't know how to communicate and once I once I let all of that go and I was like okay however long it takes me i'm fully committed i'm all in to doing the work on myself and showing up as my authentic self and fully loving myself then slowly like the type of men that i started to attract just changed completely and then i sort of realized it's not you know it's not about them it's about me and doing the work on myself yeah
0: i love that so much it's so important why do you think that happens? Why, why do you think it creates such a difference? Like I, I have a theory, but I would love to know what you think about why changing and working on yourself attracts a different kind of partner.
1: I think it's because you're showing up from a different space. So often when we're like going out into the dating world, we're coming from a space of fear or a space of loneliness or thinking, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to be alone forever or I need this relationship to make me happy or what are other people going to think if I'm 40 and still single or whatever, all of the beliefs that are coming up. And when you're coming into it from that space, it just like creates so many blocks and contractions and and even and when you're connecting with someone, they you might not express that in words or they might not know exactly what it is. But the energy of that is there, that, that the blocks or that the walls are up. And I think when you're coming at it from a space of curiosity, from a space of empowerment, from a space of fun and just fully showing up as yourself, that creates such a different energy. Totally.
0: Totally. And um, for me it's also about how willing you are to receive something different like you just see uh, there's this experiment where they always show a cat ever since the the cat was a kitten a small kitten Mm -hmm. just um horizontal lines Mm -hmm. and and there was a moment when the cat was an adult that they started showing vertical lines and they were kind of invisible to the cat the cat didn't know how to react to the vertical light mm. so um, i think that it happens pretty much to us like we have just this expectation we are just looking at this small spectrum of our, of men or another person a woman a partner and we aren't capable of perceiving more than that therefore the people that are different are invisible to us Mm.
1: yes yeah absolutely and i think also what what helped me when i started on this journey of kind of like reframing dating or rediscovering is because like you say uh, in the environment that I'd grown up in or the experiences that I'd had up until then in my adult life, it made sense that I was feeling that way. It made sense that I believed that there were no, you know, men that would, that, that would be able to communicate or that were emotionally available that would treat me well, or that wanted me to be happy. Like all of those things, I just didn't believe it. And so what I did is I kind of experimented with just having Because in the past, I hadn't really had friendships with men. So I just started off like, okay, I'm going to have friendships with men who are like interested in the things that I am, who are interested in spirituality or who want to learn about like conscious communication or like all of these things that I was interested in that I believed that men didn't have any interest in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I kind of like broadened my horizons and actually opened myself and said, okay, I'm open to meeting men who are interested in this. And then it helped me to kind of ease myself into, okay, I'm meeting these men. I have them as friends. So it's possible to bring that into a romantic relationship as well. So it was kind of like validating, you know, kind of proving my theory wrong. I needed like something tangible to see or even just, you know, if you can't find someone in person, like Googling it, you know and looking up on the internet what you want to find and i was talking about i actually made a post about this today in relation to age differences in relationships mm-hmm. because uh, i hear it with a lot of women in dating it's like they have this belief that you know men only want to date younger women and all of this and it was like my relationship i'm 11 years older than my partner and All of my limiting beliefs came in. It was like, yeah, you know, he's going to be emotionally immature or I'm too old and all these things. And what really helped me is I did like a vision board and a research of like couples where the woman was older and where like they had a really empowering, amazing relationship and they'd been together for years. And that just helped me in my mind to be like, okay, this actually exists, even though I don't believe it does right now. Like there is evidence in the real world that it does, that it does exist. And that can be really helpful for like healthy relationships or just anything that you don't believe exists to go out and look for the evidence of that.
0: There are so many valuable things here that you're mentioning, but I would like to, to take back some of these points um, to go deeper, because there's one that, that really I, I find so important, which is friendship you mentioned that you started getting more friends, being friends with other men. I think that point is something that people miss a lot. They, they, they not see the toxic idea that men and women cannot be friends is so damaging because it's limiting constantly our perception of men and our capacity to receive different things from people. Like, like, and then we are expecting one person to give us everything, to be the, the provider of all of our emotional and physical and sexual needs. But but other than that, the fact that having male friends help us approach men in a whole different light. And I think in the, it applies also for uh, for men looking for women, because I, that, that is something that that really um, I have been noticing how it really affects men that, that are trying to look for love, but they, I mean I know we focus on women, but I, I I have seen so many men that don't know how to approach women because they don't they don't have female friends, and therefore, they see women as as this thing because it's dehumanizing that needs to be manipulated into a relationship, and they forget the the very first and most important thing that it's being friends, the beauty of being friends and then they complain about the, the friend zone when it's one of the best zones that people can be at because that's yeah. that that is that is the first and most profound relationship that we can have with people. So uh, going back to women, because the thing of the I mean, we really should make at some point, that's something that has been a desire for a long time, a a podcast about the friend zone, because I really wish Mm. we could uh, take away the evil aspect of it and make people realize that it's beautiful. But, But bringing it back to women, I think it's so important that we go back to being friends with men and how that opens a whole different perspective of what men are capable of being like.
1: Yes, and it's exactly what you said about the kind of like dehumanization that happens when we're seeing the opposite sex as like the other or like something something that's different from us. And that's how it helped me because it was that kind of like, okay, you know, like men are human beings (laughs) and they're just like me. They have the same desires. They also want love. They also want connection or partnership. And it it took me out of this because in the past, my belief system had been, you know, like all men just want to sleep with you or like that kind of like belief system. And it really helped me to heal that. And interestingly as well with my my partner now, we were friends first Mm -hmm. for a really long time. We're about, well, for me, it was a long time because I hadn't had that in the past. It was about six months before we got into a relationship, and that was so valuable because my pattern was, I would just jump straight in. I would meet someone, and then it would be like, oh, you know, the chemistry and the fireworks and like all that stuff, and we would get together immediately. And then a few months later, I would be like, I don't even like this person. <laughs> like, you know, we don't have anything in common. Like, there's no kind of it's. So building that friendship up is so valuable. And I think it's, and you're right, like that friend zone thing has kind of ruined it a little bit. And I hear this as a concern often from women as well, when they say, you know, he hasn't like made a move or anything like that. Does that mean he's not interested? And I kind of reframe as maybe he's just trying to get to know you first and building that friendship and that that's okay, that it's not like a deal breaker or anything
0: yeah in my case it was similar my, my husband and i were friends first for a long time um, we were actually together when we were getting over a breakup each of us on our own side so it was like first friends supporting friends being friends for a while and then starting to to grow into partners but it has its its own Challenges like I understand the desire to have this uh, initial sparkle and fireworks, and because that's also delightful. But it's, I, I really believe that if there is not a foundation of friendship, uh, the fireworks just run out eventually.
1: Yes. And I think what also can happen is that further along in the relationship, once complications start to. You know, complications will arise eventually, and if you don't have that foundation of friendship, at least or of common understanding or common values, it's so difficult then to to move forwards with that. And yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And that that's so so important to mention the part of friendship, but also uh, therein to know the other gender or, or if you're into the same gender. I think that when you are dating women and you're a woman, it, it's a little bit easier, I would say, because you already know that you're a, a human being, that you don't objectify yeah. the other, yeah. right? But, yeah. but it's easier to objectify the opposite gender and to say, hey, uh, they don't have feelings. I, I, I went through that. I remember the first time my husband actually cried and felt deeply and opened his heart, and I was like, he feels he has a heart
1: yeah and
0: and now when i look at it as a coach i go like of course he has a heart and of course he has feelings but but i remember feeling that for the first time and i was so surprised because I, i would just keep pushing to try to get an emotional response from him and until i broke him and he cried and i was like oops, he feels, I wouldn't have done this to a woman because I know how deeply we feel.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like we have these kind of stereotypes that we've inherited from society or from family or friends or whatever environment that it is that we surround ourselves with. And I find even that in itself is like a process of reconditioning. Because I sort of grew up in an environment where a lot of the women in my family would say things like, you know, all men are, mm-hmm. you know, whatever word. And it was kind of like that belief system was so ingrained in me that any time I met a man, I just wrote him off straight away into that category. Yeah. And it was it was kind of just like this belief that was so deep within me that I had to do even around that a lot of work around unconditioning it and being like you know that's not actually true and and collecting all of the evidence that I had in my life of the men that I did know that weren't like that that were you know decent human beings and just be being really clear with that and it's something that I catch a lot with my clients as well and I'll kind of like stop them in their tracks when that comes up of well you know all men just want the one thing or those kind of like beliefs that just keep coming in and it does and that we've inherited that aren't even necessarily our beliefs that we might not even believe to be true totally and
0: we go back to the thing of turning the tables what happens when men do the same when they go like all women are gold diggers all women just want to use you as a walking wallet all women are just interested in shoes and and clothes and not in people like it's like yeah it, it, it's so terrible and it feels so mutilating of our humanity when we are put into that category without even being seen as a person and I, and, and then when you turn the table it's like oops we do the same <laughs> mm-hmm. yes.
1: yeah and it's so limiting as well in terms of when you are out there dating if you're just putting these blinders on of Well, persons of this age or this or people who have that job or this or people of this gender or that and you're just closing yourself off to so many opportunities because you're just sticking people into these boxes and it's yeah it is so limiting and then there is
0: this other thing that you mentioned which was also um so important which is working on yourself and I, and I think that working on yourself also, I, I mean, it applies, of course, to what we have just said that it's opening your, your eyes uh, to what the other gender is like. But, but I think it also applies to becoming a better person, uh, becoming mm-hmm. the person you would actually, um, who would actually resonate with the person that you yes. desire, becoming a person you could date. I, I, I think of of me um, fifteen years ago, and I wouldn't um, have been worthy in quotations because it's not precisely the word that I would like to use, but but it's the one that fits kind of right now. But I wouldn't be worthy of. A man, the man of my dreams, with all you know, like like a, a hardworking, uh, smart, loving, gentle man that is like this and the other. Because I wasn't there. I was, I was still uh, working, on my self-worth, working on my self worth, working on my self, on discovering my own path, on discovering my own gift, gifts on on trying to figure out how to love my body as it was so as i was not ready in that place it's no wonder that my partner was not there either so we were not in that that level of inner evolution
1: exactly and it is about that relationship or that partner can only show up when you're ready for it when you've created the right environment for it and when you know similarly to what you're saying about yourself it's the same for me when I look at myself say like 10 years ago or even five years ago like that person <laughs> was not ready you know a lot of my a lot of my behaviors a lot of the, the things that I was doing it was just completely not an integrity with the person I wanted to be Mm-hmm. And with compassion to myself and everyone else in that space, it was coming from a space of being triggered. It was coming from a space of healing my wounds. It was coming from a space of not having integrated my inner child and all of this work that I needed to do that had to be, that I had to do to be able to open myself to the type of partner that I wanted. And also, I wasn't in alignment. So, say, five, 10 years ago, I was saying, Oh, yeah I want a partner that's going to commit and who's reliable and loving and caring but I was not showing those behaviors in any area of my life I was not committed I was not reliable I was not loving <laughs> but yeah I was expecting that to to be reflected back or to come back to me and it there, there was no alignment with that
0: and I love that you say something that I think it's a key with compassion to who you were Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: it's so easy to just get into a point of self uh blame Mm -hmm. and thinking that we were the worst of god and there is another thing like not falling into victim blaming i think Mm -hmm. that's so important like if your partner is not the is not a person that treats you with respect that treats you with kindness that that it's Uh, maybe he's violent it doesn't mean that it's your fault because you are there and you deserve that it just means that you you are having the opportunity to move into a different situation and to learn to love yourself
1: yes yeah yeah I completely agree with you on that you know there's there's relationships where no matter how you showed up in it it's just the behaviors are just not acceptable it's kind of that discernment around what what is me and what is the other person and kind of learning to to recognize that and that's why what i found is another important thing when you're dating is being really clear with what your boundaries are and what you and that was something that i wasn't clear at all with for years or that i would say that i was clear with but i didn't back it up with action so i would say you know this behavior is not okay but when the person did it I didn't do anything about it. So kind of just getting really clear on like what is acceptable and what isn't. And when you're going, so you, when you're going into dating, you're going with, with intention and you actually know what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want. I love that. I love that. Going with intention. Going, yeah. I,
0: I love the idea of having this clarity of what you're looking for because I think that we barely ever do it that we just scratched the surface, like, well, I kind of <laughs> know that um, f- for me, in, in a very personal note, the bar was so low that it was enough with him not being violent, or it was enough with him not being cruel or not sexually abusing me or my kids, like, it, that that was the law. Of the bar it was like as long as he's not like this everything else goes and and the truth is that that's not that not that's not a standard good enough so Mm -hmm. it's not it's no wonder that I struggled for a long time to create a relationship that was uh, fulfilling because my bar was just like yeah this is just enough (laughs) I didn't really have a list of desires. I didn't really have a a clarity of what I was really expecting from a man.
1: Yes. And I think it's so important to know as well that, you know, our basic needs of safety have to be met first before we're even able to go into that, you know, what, what do I, what do I want now, now that I've created the safety for myself? or that I'm in an environment that's safe. What do I want from here? How do I want to evolve or grow from here? And also we've been conditioned as women not to ask for what we want or for it not to be okay that we have desires because when I'm coaching women, one of the things they find the hardest is to express what they want in a relationship. Literally, there's just no, it's no idea. It's like, it's kind of like, Yeah, as long as he's nice to me or, you know, he just has to love me or kind of like or respond to my texts or like whatever it is, there's no kind of like it's it can be that in itself is a huge like healing do it just doing being with the exercise of what do I actually want in a relationship. And it makes sense because for me, I never had growing up any models of a healthy relationship. So I had no idea what it looked like. I was like, okay, I want a healthy relationship, but what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what, what does it involve? Like what, and then I, I get to choose what it means. So I was like, okay, the, like what is actually important to me? What are my values? And it's like you were saying earlier, when you do that, it not only impacts your love life, but it actually impacts everything else because it impacts how you show up in all the other areas as well.
0: Totally, so it's a difference between just settling and actually desiring, and that's such a difference in in the energy that you bring to the table. yeah, I settle for this. At least, at least it's not that bad. At least it's mm. not violent. At least it's not cruel. Uh, and when you go to, yeah, well, I desire a man that treats me like a queen. That 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 mm. makes me feel the most loved and appreciated person in the world. That makes me feel valuable and cared for. And it, it's such a, a thin line, but it's so important and so relevant
1: it is because we get what we ask for and it's in that sense that like if if your standards are at that that's what will that's what will show up or if that is what you believe is possible or what you believe is a is a reality so actually opening yourself up to yes I can be with someone that treats me like a queen or I can be with someone where we experience amazing passion and Also and he's also reliable. And this is another thing that I've found is there's a lot of beliefs around you can't have both. There's either passion or security that it's not possible for both of those things to coexist. And it is so possible. It's absolutely possible. And it's just about getting clear on on what that looks like for you and what you want. Mm, I love
0: that. I love that so much. And then i I think that we go back to this part of becoming like, like like I want to be treated like a queen, therefore I treat myself like a queen first yes I want to be uh to to be taken to beautiful, amazing, amazing places. I go and visit beautiful, amazing places, mm-hmm. and I make sure that I give myself the life that I desire. And then I will meet that person in the middle instead of expecting somebody to come to your rescue yes. and treat you with love and kindness and passion. and mm. uh, You want amazing sex? Well, start by giving it to yourself, mm-hmm. touching your body and loving your body. You want to be seen as beautiful and sexy and hot and mesmerizing? Well, start by investing in yourself investing on time like uh, taking time to touch yourself to see yourself in the mirror to to get yourself things that make you feel pretty like it's just as a matter of being becoming and then the rest just
1: comes yes and it's also about the kind of energy that you're in as well because if you're in that energy of waiting and you're like, yeah, you know, when I meet the one or when I'm in a relationship, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're making your happiness dependent on something outside, something that you can't control instead of like sourcing it from yourself. And that whole process, I had to go through that process for myself of dating myself first before I was able to attract the the type of men that I wanted to be with, Of being like, okay, well, I'm going to take myself out on dates. I'm going to, like you were saying, like take myself out to nice places or self-pleasure or give myself what I want from others. And that also helped me to anchor in like the reality of that experience and be like, well, I can feel like a queen. I can create this for myself. So that means that I can also be met by someone who knows how to treat me like a queen because I've already created that experience for myself and it's so much more empowering than being in a space of well I'm I'm just waiting for it to come along and waiting for someone to show up to make me happy
0: yeah that that is such an important thing it's I think that's where we can break from the telenovela of you know like 50 shades Mm -hmm. of gray the woman that is careless and it's all uh, and she never did anything for herself and all of a sudden somebody comes and rescues her
1: Mm. and
0: that that doesn't work that way we have to rescue ourselves love ourselves take care of ourselves be in love with ourselves and then you're not going to take anything less from anybody
1: (laughs) Mm. yeah and what i found When I did meet my partner, I'd already gotten to a stage where I loved my life. And when I was with him, it was more around that that I wanted someone to share it with and that he enhanced my life. And there wasn't this because in the past, my relationships had been so codependent and it was this really like kind of, you know, if I'm not with you, I'm going to die or like I'm so dependent on this relationship. And even though it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling me, but it was just kind of like that that dependence was it was it was like a trap that I couldn't get out of. It was like I can't, you know, just be by myself. I always feel like I have to be with someone else. So I had to actually give myself that time to be alone and rediscover myself and be with myself. That's
0: so important. That's so so
1: so important. What advice
0: would you give women um to who who are curious about changing their uh, their their dating lives about attracting a different kind of person if you could just give them a couple of or 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 a basic advice one place to start at what where would it be
1: i think one really good place to start is with self-love and not self-love as a concept but self-love in action (laughs) and actually doing things like you know writing a list of like all of the things that you love about yourself and really you know not just like reading it but sitting in front of the mirror reading these things out loud to yourself all of the things that you love about yourself making a list of like all the things that make you an incredible partner Instead of the like, what are you looking for? More like, okay, what makes me an amazing partner? You know, personality, looks, work, anything. Like anything that you believe creates you as a person. And then when you're going out into dating, you're coming so much more from that space of, of worthiness and empowerment of, and like, okay, this is what I'm bringing to the table. And this is what I deserve to be met with as well. And just working on that, creating that environment for yourself I love that I love that and uh, do you have a program
0: or a page or a social media where people can follow us?
1: Yes. yeah I do so I'm enrolling for a one-on-one program at the moment um, my website is jerrysuiter.com so it's just my name mm-hmm. and I'm on Instagram as well so it's the jerrysuiter
0: Yeah, so I will be tagging you on um, this interview so that you can follow her. She's uh, she's going to be tagging this video, and please follow her social media and her webpage. And I would really advise you if you want to change your dating life, get help. Uh, A coach can just help you find that missing link that you that you are craving because. Most of the times, the thing is that we don't see the blind spots. We don't know what we don't know. So it's yeah. important to, to get a fresh set of eyes to help us see what we are missing in the picture. Yes, Yeah.
1: absolutely. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thank
0: you so much for this interview. Thank you.